Welcome to New Realities. I'm Alan Steinfeld. This program is about a woman named Anjali. On August 17th, I met her in Washington, D.C., in front of the Lincoln Memorial, where she was holding a press conference about her interactions with certain E.T. beings that she met in an underground cave um, somewhere in the southwest. She had driven all the ways from somewhere out west to Washington, D.C. to deliver this press conference. And she was basically telling the world that she was going to bring images of these beings out to the public and she was also getting a team of scientists and other professionals to go in and meet these alien beings. Some people say this woman's not believable. I have to say I really do believe what she's saying is true and real for her. But here is that press conference from August 17th in Washington, D.C. and you make up your mind for yourself what you think uh, the truth is. I, I was actually helping her assist in, cre- in actually running this press conference. So let me know what you think. And you can always email me at newrealities@earthlink.net. And here is the Anjali press conference. Thank you. Thank you all for coming here to this beautiful setting for one of the most amazing announcements I think the planet will hear. This is Anjali who's had direct experience with these beings. They've come to her, they've directed her to be here, and she's going to deliver a statement from her experience and also see what else wants to be said today. So thanks so much for being here, Anjali. I'm Alan Steinfeld, and and go ahead. It's all yours. Thank you all for being here. We'll take questions after. Yes. Hi. Good afternoon. Um, many of you know me by Anjali because that's how I chose to come forward with the name of what the higher beings that I am here to disclose to you about today have called me since I have become aware of their presence. My legal name is Angelia Lynn Schultz. That's A N. G-E-L-I-A, Lynn is L-Y-N-N, last name Schultz, S-C-H-U-L-T-Z. I was born on February 1st, 1972 in Fort Smith, Arkansas, on the way across the country with my very pregnant mother, where we landed in Jacksonville, Florida, where I grew up. At that time, my name was Anlia Johnston, J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N. Many of you would have known me growing up as Angie. I went to Mamie Agnes Jones Elementary School in Maxwell, Florida. I graduated from Nathan Bedford Forest Senior High School in Jacksonville, Florida, that has since been renamed as West Side High. I graduated from high school in 1990 I enlisted in the U.S. Air Force in 1992. I was stationed at Ellsworth Air Force Base, where I was married and later divorced. And at that time, you may have known me 
as Angelia Belter. That is B-E-L-T-E-R. Or you would have known me as Angie Belter. I worked in the 28th Medical Group Air Transportable Hospital for orthopedic surgery during the first Gulf War. After I graduated and entered into the Air Force, I attended Black Hill State University in South Dakota. At that time, you would have known me again by my maiden name, Angie Johnston or Angelia Johnston. That is how I graduated in 2003, Black Hills State University in South Dakota. I attended graduate school at South Dakota State University in the, the Department of Rural Sociology where I was, um, I was pursuing my master's degree. At that time, during my coursework, I was recruited by the Defense Intelligence Agency to come to Washington, D.C. and be an intelligence officer. In the effort of full disclosure, I was trained in information operations and information warfare in human factors analysis. This is not the type of, this is not the type of intelligence that is ever directed at, the, at any of the interests of the United States people, our citizens or our corporations. It ha we have absolutely zero uh, domestic charter for that. And so I want to just make sure that everybody is clear that I am not saying that we were using information operations here. I'm saying that this is our home office and I was trained in that. And I just want you to understand that it wasn't for any other reason but to help our senior commanders and our executives of this nation to know how to best influence state and non-state leaders to influence their decision-making for our best interests. In this pursuit, everything that I did in, at the nation's capital, I did with the highest morality and in the clearest conscience. I was struck ill when I was working at the Pentagon at the end of 2005, I spent quite a bit of time in the hospital and attempted to resign because after six months, I was not well enough to return to the agency. They did not accept my resignation. I want to be very clear. From that moment, I became a defense intelligence contractor with BAE Systems on a contract for the Defense Intelligence Agency. And the work that I did was commuting and telecommuting, doing some of our earliest open source intelligence directed again outside the borders of the United States in the best interest, interest of the American people and in the best interest of peace because the more information that our state leaders have on one another and understand one another personally, the more equipped they are to go into more diplomatic talks rather than talks of war. So I wanna be very clear that the information operations that we were involved in in this nation was about peacemaking and not war making, which is why I'm here today to continue the peacemaking. 2015, I was recruited by a contractor on the behalf of the United States Marine Corps to work at the Marine Corps Tactical Operations Group. This was in support of a center of excellence schoolhouse that prepares the executives of the Marine Corps 
or deployment to understand their environment and to prepare for the information gathering and to be able to navigate that in a safe way while they're on the ground. I performed my duties as well as one could on the cusp of a, a cutting edge technology. Every day, our information environment is changing right before our eyes. And as it's changing, one of the things that we're seeing is a coalescence of lack of information clarity and grassroots movements demanding more understanding, more transparency everywhere in the world. In 2016, I resigned my position after sitting in a meeting and having difficulty cognitively following the pace of the discussion. I took my work very seriously and any signs whatsoever of a memory disruption or an illness that was affecting me at that moment, I knew that the only choice that I had was to, to, to submit a resignation effective immediately. And that is what I did. It was shortly after that, that I ended up in the hospital in Southern California, where I remained for a couple of months, quite ill. The entire story is online. I'm sure there's going to be some questions and I have no problem whatsoever answering any of those. But uh, for, the, for time's sake, I'm not going to get into the details of it. They are available. Before I, I get into my next, my next, uh, the next part that you're all really here waiting for. Also, in full disclosure, in 2013, I published a novel called The Nameless. And I am telling you today not to buy it, all right? Because I don't want your money. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put an e-publication on every profile on social media that I have. You can go and download the book for free. This is not an attempt to make money, to sell anything, to build a brand, or to do anything except everything that I have said that I am doing. Sometimes we have a very in-depth conversation about consciousness of all things. He had lymphoma. I had, who knew, didn't even know. I had recovered from Guillain-Barre, and yet I wasn't recovered. We knew something was lurking within my own DNA without knowing exactly what it was. And he pointed it out immediately. He said it was this, it was here. It was all of the toxicity in the environments that I had been working in. Literally the energy that had been created around me that had made me ill. And after what I had just gone through, I had to stop and give him my attention. He was saying something very different than anyone else had said to me yet. And I needed to hear it. After some time, he and his wife, Trisha, invited, invited me to their home because he had excavated a tunnel into the side of the mountain that is his property. 
after he had met what he called aliens. He said he had seen them. He had seen their craft up in the sky above his mountain many nights. And he had become obsessed with finding out more. And he said that he had gone on top of his mountain and that they had been there. And that they told him that they were inside, that they had a base inside of the mountain. And from that moment on, he had one singular mission, and that was to get inside that mountain. Is there anyone here who doesn't understand that? Who couldn't relate to that kind of sudden obsession? I know this is a difficult thing for all of you to accept. Why would she go to a secret location with people that she just met? Well, why would she have a press conference on the lower promenade of the Lincoln Memorial and tell you the truth about it? And where's the press? Why didn't they come? I went because I had absolutely nothing to lose. Nothing. Just like you. It was either true or it wasn't. And the only way I was going to know is if I went. And so in an olive branch of trust, they provided me with their names, their address, and their phone number. I verified, I texted them, made sure their phones, we were connected, it was real. So I sent it off to a couple of friends, including my daughter, let her know exactly where I was going and with whom and why. She was concerned. About three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, January 21st of 2018, I entered a tunnel that had been excavated by a man who, yes, knows how to do it and laughs wholeheartedly at the idea that it can't be done. It's quite, quite amusing. I entered the tunnel with four people, Wayne and Trisha and another couple whom they're no longer in contact with. After a few minutes of walking into this nicely, nicely excavated tunnel, I just have to say that. There was a light ahead of us. And we began walking a little bit quicker. And when we rounded the corner, there were two different races of beings that were standing there. There was a gray, um, I do not believe that he is organic in the way that we understand. Also, not a drone in the way that we understand. But a body that holds a consciousness that interacts. There were also several other beings that were what we typically, now I understand, call in this community, 
the phenomena community. Tall whites. They were all well over six, approaching probably six and a half, maybe a little bit taller, seven. Very tall. They would stand out in this crowd. We would all notice. They had fine white hair. Warm, not cool color, a warmish white. But their skin, they're radiant. They have, it's nearly alabaster. But I don't mean to imply cold or hard, just beautiful and stunning and makes you want to run your hand across it. After saying hello to me, and at the time, nearly feigning surprise. Oh, hello, Anjali, they said. We've been waiting to talk to you. They wanted me to accompany them deeper into their base. And I want to make something very clear that from where this excavated tunnel is, which is mostly rock, okay? People who live in the Mojave Desert, they understand what I'm talking about and they know. Um, it's pretty stable. Where it ended and where their space began was seamless. There was nothing there. It just suddenly was. Okay. This wasn't like there was a physical edge that I could delineate. They took me into a room where I met several of the most amazing beings that are here. <clears throat> One was in a body approaching eight foot tall, taller than the door. It was like a, like a sliding hatch door. I looked up onto the, into, the, into the room on the other side of the door to meet the face of a being that had been giving me visits. And I thought at the time that this being was probably about four feet tall. Such is the nature of this phenomenon. This being in physical, in physical form has chosen an eight foot tall form with lavender skin that looks like a very beautiful praying mantis. A mantis, I wish. Nothing more than for the outcome of all of this to be for me to see the beauty in the faces that I saw that day. There are beings of light that literally when you look at them, it is like there is just a membrane that encapsulates a humanoid form. 
You can't see through it. It's not transparent. It's light. It's there. It's some of the, the highest consciousnesses that exist. Some of the purest love. There was a table that came up out of the floor and I laid on it. And they removed my consciousness from this body. And it was beneath me. I had no feeling. And they, there was a mist that I can only describe as light. Everyone knows what misty, uh, a misty morning looks like. Imagine if that mist in every little, every little dot of water was a little fragment of light. And that's what I was experiencing. And it was absolutely pure, astonishing love. And the entire time they're saying, wake up, wake up. Remember what you're supposed to be doing. Remember who you are. Remember why you're here and prepare to transcend. They explained to me about something that took me a very long time to remember the word. I wasn't even sure until I went underwent hypno-regression. I had to be certain. They explained something about the evolution and growth of consciousness through learning. And they used a word called density, but I didn't, I didn't understand that. They were trying to wake me up. They were saying to me, the veil is very heavy. Wake up. Remember what you agreed to do. After some time, they escorted me back to the opening of the tunnel where the tunnel met their base. And Wayne stepped forward into the space that I was in. And immediately, we were standing in his home. I grabbed my head and screamed some explicitives like I can never repeat on air. As you can imagine. And their friends and his, his wife, they just said, oh, you're back. That's what's going on. We are back under this archway that divides one side of his house from the other. And he had told me that when he was done visiting them, that they would always put him back there. And this was before we went into the tunnel. And I thought, well, this is either gonna be the greatest day of my life or I'm going to be killed, but you know, at least they'll know who did it. I was shooting for greatest day. Everything about them spoke to their authenticity. And indeed, he was not kidding. In the very blink of an eye, we were moved from inside of that mountain back under that archway in his home. It's been a long and complicated journey for me. I was not always willing to do this. Even after they said, but you agreed. They visited me several times to say, but you agreed. Hurry. Once again, I agree. Before I talk about the message that they would like to speak to you today, 
I would like to talk about the formation of a team that will return to this tunnel and with me and the owners of this property, this team will enter the base of these higher beings with every kind of known equipment that a scientist could possibly get his hands on. Those are the scientists I'm looking for. You've got equipment to measure. Let me know. We will be releasing, we will be releasing some of the names of our team in the coming week or two. We have a couple of things that need to be worked out for, for their own sakes. You can imagine that even the people who want to be on this team are afraid to be on this team. And they're not afraid of the ones that are in the mountain. They're afraid of their human brothers and sisters walking around. They're afraid that you're gonna cost them their career. If they say, yes, I'll go. And I'll gather every piece of evidence I can. And I'll tell you everything I know. They're afraid that you're going to deride them, that they will be fired, let go, ostracized, accused of being in a cult. Everyone is so afraid, but they're mostly afraid of each other. Who else is there to be afraid of? We have an astronaut who has committed and a lead on another. We have a well-known documentarian who will accompany us. We will take a chief investigative reporter who is well-known. We will take academics, physicists, astronomers. Some have already been invited and they're waiting to see the fallout of this, to see if they can afford to do it or if they have to walk away from potentially the greatest moment of their lives. I urge you to be kind and patient and to be supportive of absolutely anyone across the face of this earth who wants to join this team and is approved. There will be so much raw data that is produced and given to you, collected and given to you. I have pretty much given you everything but my blood type, which is O negative, there it is. Transparency and full disclosure and honesty is the only thing that I want here. And I am looking for those people who can help us all deliver that. Because the beings need us to be ready for contact. They want you to understand that you do not need to be afraid. This cycle of learning is coming to an end because humanity's consciousness is evolving. The way that consciousness forms and creates matter, which is just energy manifest, 
something that they want to help us learn to do as we evolve. All consciousness begins and ends in the same place from what they call the source of all light. In the first and second densities, consciousness is learning about its environment. It's learning that it exists in a whole, as part of one. When the consciousness matures for third density learning, it is placed in an environment that is conducive to a sensory learning experience. They say that this, the third density, is the density of choice. It is where we, we learn to remember who we are, when our consciousness has originated, in which path we want to go down to explore that. They say that this is what we chose, each and every one of us as a unique expression of the one source of creation, that each is an expression of that creation, which is also the creator. That we move through consciousness learning and coalesce at each stage. We bring what we have learned from each density into the next. And we begin to further coalesce as we return back to our purest form, which is light. These beings can travel on light because they are the light. They have been with us from the beginning. They have been where we are. Everything goes through the same cycle of consciousness development and recognition of itself. They have been where we are. They have been guardians of our process. When every form of consciousness coalesces back into the pure light, it remembers fully and begins to learn how to create its own creation and therefore it watches it watches other expressions of creation learning because they only want to understand how to make their own this is seven density learning once there is full recognition of oneself consciously. It immediately, you split your own consciousness. Your consciousness becomes many. And that informs the next creation. And that is the eighth density creation. That is the creator. And immediately, in order to learn, the creator forgets oneself and becomes first density again. And each time that this happens, consciousness spreads throughout everything infinitely. 
for infinite learning, inf infinite gathering of understanding and wisdom. So yes, they have been here for a very long time. This cycle of third density learning has been called many things. Um, it has been called reincarnation. It's been called creation and apocalypse. It's simply a beginning and an end of a cycle, okay? So that the next cycle can begin. So what we have now here on earth is we have two things that are occurring simultaneously. We have natural cyclical changes of this earth as it moves into its own density and becomes a fourth density environment. It will no longer be compatible for third density experience, which is what they say these human biotechnology bodies give us here. We have been through this cycle long enough and it's time for the next stage. I know there are going to be so many questions and I really look forward to doing my best to answer them all. Sorry, I saw some ducks and it was such a nice relief. <laughs> uh, I think that it may be time um, for me to take just a, a brief moment take a drink of water, then I will be happy to answer any questions that you have to the best of my ability. Um, we will upload this everywhere that we can. Um, we ask you to do the same. Uh, this, is, this is neither a joke, nor a brand attempt, nor you know, any, any attempt to make any type of money. I'm not going to ask anyone to help fund this expedition. We will find the money. There are people who have it and they want this to happen. I'm not concerned. I just want you to understand how wholeheartedly I cannot wait to take this team back into this mountain. Okay, thank you very much for your time. Much gratitude. communication is so clear it comes with everything it's like um, a, a download okay we can all we can all understand that like an image you get an image in your mind and it comes encrypted with all kinds of information that immediately just downloads into your brain and it, and it includes intention so you know you know and it includes emotion i have experienced nothing but love compassion kindness patience sometimes humor 
very, very kind and gentle beings. It is a fuller, richer, more accurate, more highly a form of communicating. And it works with all of them. So they want us to prepare for contact. And what we're doing today is soft disclosure. I am really putting my neck out here. I'm putting everything in my entire life on the line for this. And I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. I know I, I, I may not look ready sitting here today, but if they have to carry me through that tunnel, we're going. Anybody have a question? Yes. I had a question about um, Wayne and how Wayne, how the bees told him about the face. Did he establish contact? Yeah. How did Wayne hear about the space? And, and did he establish contact? How did Wayne hear about the base? Yeah, how did they tell him? Oh, uh, well, he just said that they told him. <laughs> I wasn't there, okay. so I'm, I'm really not sure. But he said that they, that they were on top of this mountain and um, that he um, he approached them and they had a conversation and he told them or they told him that um, that they had lived there for a long time and that there was a base inside and um, that was about the extent of that 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 I was informed of and um, I didn't have a lot more questions after that except how quickly can we get to the tunnel okay. yes That's, when will this contact be and why now why now is because we are coming, like I said, to the end of two cycles is what we have here. We have a naturally occurring Earth cycle, cycle uh, that we are faced with. And this is um, undeniable, okay? Not everything that we are experiencing is a man-made ex experience from, from uh, terrible carbons and and the way that we have treated our environment. Let me be very, very clear that we have treated it incredibly terribly. And this has been an issue uh, among these higher beings because they are living here as well, just a moment. And so I think that's all they wanted to say. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Oh, um, so your first experience of contact is in person, or was your first experience actually a conscious connection prior to going to the base? So do you mean um, my first contact in more recent years? Or is that what you mean? Like my first, when, like kind of my wake up contact? Yeah. Yes. Um, yes, that actually occurred while I was in the hospital. Um, was that terrifying? Pardon me? Was that terrifying? No, I was very at peace. I was curious, um, but uh, I was very at peace. And at that moment, uh, I felt myself feel, feeling okay if I slipped away and just went to sleep. You know, it was, yeah. so it was. I was hovering in that that in between place a little bit. I was terrified. <laughs> oh no, I was not. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Just a moment, please. Question, uh, experience of the 
it was a ship inside the mountain, or is it something that was actually in the that is a wonderful question. I look forward to finding out. I am uncertain about that. Okay, the question was whether or not, it, whether the, the, what I was actually in was simply a ship that was inside the mountain, or if it was an actual base where a ship was parked. And um, my understanding at this point is that it's a base, but it's a very provocative question that um, I never have asked. So I look forward to finding out. Uh, Alan's going to call for me because I can't look and yeah. see who's. All right. Did, did you have a question? I did. Just so, something uh, loud. You said that they didn't mean us any harm. You know, they said, don't be scared. Are they speaking for them, this you know, group inside this mountain? Or for all beings that are yeah. on Earth, and then also some people experience this phenomenon and you know feel lost. So how do you know this? I love this about it. It's something that I guess they're making you feel. Well, let's take the first part of the question. Yes, that's, there's that. There's a whole bunch there. Could you? I don't remember. The question the was: the beings you met are they yes. speaking just for their race, or are they speaking extraterrestrial races? The beings that I am inclined to refer to themselves as the Council. Thank you to address that. Um, they are guardians over this world because they were asked to be of guarding, guarding this, allowing us our free will to explore and to learn without remembering who we are so that we can return, recognize, and experience the full breadth of consciousness again and again and again. The problem is we have really, really forgotten what we're doing here, guys, and we're destroying trying ourselves and our world and we're trying to go out beyond borders into space as if we are ready space-faring species lovingly contacting other worlds right now we're just colonizers again we have forgotten that we created this and that this is our very own experiment for learning we have forgotten that we are all from the same consciousness. Thick and so heavy, we believe that we are singular individuals and that we do this thing that we call die. That is the end. Or perhaps we just go to a heaven or in nirvana. It's return to the pure source. It's pure light, pure consciousness. And you are always on the path to that. Always. There is only a path back to life. Because it is a circular path or the other, but eventually we get. Question over there, yes? Did you have this answer to that? You know, that is a really good question. Let me tell you what happened to me one day. Um, I, this happened just last year, um, a very special kitty that is very wild, um, literally, was in the bathroom with me and had jumped up on the counter. And I, behind me, his vision, like, caught, and um, there was a terrible stench in my home, absolutely terrible, and he got 
like three or four levels big. I mean, he just puffed and began hissing blindly into the air and growling. And I whizzed around and there was nothing there. And he was laser focused. He jumped down and was prowling through the room. And um, uh, after a couple of minutes, it dissipated. He calmed down and that was over. So I don't know, you know, exactly what you're referring to, and I. I, I very interesting. We should talk offline. Okay, Thank you. More, you okay? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I know. Okay, right there. Who you? Okay. Awesome. <laughs> he wants to know what my personal um, and spiritual philosophies are. Oh, say it again. Um, I would I would recommend that you pray or you meditate, whatever. But um, but with an open, kind heart, ask for acceptance of our oneness and our connection to one another. Seek to better understand your own existence. Seek to elevate your conscious connection to all other expressions of life and the creator here. And then, whatever your spiritual philosophy, you already got it. You got it. Yes, go ahead. I may have mentioned this in the podcast, but when you're speaking to us and answering these questions, is it you or are you speaking via the higher beings? Are they answering? Yes, they are answering today. Yes. I honestly, um, we have we have a communication, and I look forward to all of you developing one. Is there anything special they want to tell us today, like right now, that we we can we can do? Must recognize that we are all connected, and that needs to frame every decision and every intention that you set in your life. Consciousness is much more complicated than we think it is. They want us to grow. They want as many of us as possible to be ready for the next step. And to be ready to accept them. Without fear. Without threat of violence. But hand in hand. Together and getting into that mode. So um, as, as soon as possible, I mean, I, I work on it nonstop. This will help facilitate some of the contact that I need, as well some of the other um, others who have already committed who are now going out and being ambassadors for this team and um, helping to find the next team. Yes. You talked about four races coming. Mm -hmm. are, are they coming? Are they here? Oh, yes, they are. Yes. Let's repeat that question. Oh, I didn't hear the, the question. No, just that the races that are coming here, those beings that are coming here. Um, was there are, a question? Yeah, are they here now, those races? Yes, yes. Um, they, the, the four, I, I, I need to tell you that I, at the time, I really regret the way that it came across. Um, this journey has, has been enveloping right before my own eyes. And every day my own knowledge and understanding 
of this process increases. <clears throat> Before or of no threat to humanity, they have a job. It is the end of a cycle of birth and rebirth, and is also the end of an earth cycle. And they're here to help facilitate our growth into the next the next thing that comes. So Tyler Transu, uh, Tyler Transu with Dockside Productions and TT Productions. I've uh, been following this. Thank you, uh, number one, uh, for your, your courage and bravery coming out here today, disclosing your name, uh, where you went to school, etc., so that you can be verified that you are who you say you are, as well as your credentials um, or where you've worked. I think some skeptics may say, you have the tools and the knowledge to get people to follow you. Is it possible on the flip side that the higher beings would see you as a good conduit or, or messenger for them because of your skill set? Absolutely. Um, I've always had a natural propensity towards this. Uh, when I was in high school, I was in Air Force Junior ROTC at what was then Nathan Bedford Forest Senior High School. Um, and um, that was under Colonel Fair, and I did public relations. I think I was 14 years old when I began that, so I spent four years in high school public, um, focusing on doing public relations uh, for that unit, so it's always been a natural thing for me. Um, I don't, uh, I don't feel terribly embarrassed or reverent or irreverent. I just feel, you know, I'm just another person and I feel very comfortable in my skin and with all of you. And um, so I think that perhaps um, just that, that level of comfort may definitely contribute to why this is so important that, uh, that I am here uh, rather than someone else. Um, experiencers are afraid um, and uh, they, like I said earlier, they don't want to be ridiculed. They don't want to lose their job. Um, and we need someone who is willing to put themselves on the line. And that is me. That is why I'm here, because all I want is to be able to tell you all the truth. So, thank you. Okay. Um, One more question, because I am melting. Okay, go ahead. Uh, George Knapp, uh, investigative journalist, has publicly on Twitter expressed his willingness to join the expedition. Can yes. you tell us if he's going to be joining it? I will tell you that he and I are in personal communication. Thank you. So you're welcome. Well, thank you, Anjali. If people want to follow up with you, if they want a website, where what would they do? I think the best place to go is Twitter. I I uh, I I'm available there, um, and it's it's the the most friendly platform right now. So I'm at Anjali on Gaia. That is not Gaia as in Gaia TV, that is Gaia as in Earth. <laughs> I am not affiliated with any production company um, or any media company. I am just me, so thank you. Well, we look forward to hearing from you again, and thank you for, thank you all for your time. I'm very grateful for you. Thank you so much. It's like a
spacecraft landed in my backyard with Alan on the camel and my man Bashar. Ten rabbis, a physicist, guru, and a genius. A woman who can teach you how to grow your penis. I'm a romper, Jay-Z, channeling true love. Oh, reality's boring. We're starting a new one. Hearts popped open. Dalai Lama, rock your soul with my tantric chakras. Now say home with Deepak Chopra. Natasha's so dope. Who needs Oprah? Shaman Steve and his higher selves. NSA can't stop my elves. Fairies landed, whole world's dusted, hugging under covers, butt naked in public. Government's bugging, but they're so corny. Back to the crap, first all-born orgy. What? It's realities. Changing the news, the realities. God's interviews, the realities. Where do I begin? A left mention? JJ Hurtock, keys of Enoch. Open up doors, teleport to Montauk. Navy ships disappear for battling. Duncan Cameron starts time traveling. Nassim Harriman, electron spin. Word I am word selling channeling. Paulo, masculine, feminine. Marianne Williamson, tears to triumph. Jay goddesses lift weights with their vaginas. Till there's a tantric, holy glow. Jody Sabrode is a UFO. From from Sedona to DC, Washington disclose ETs. David Ike is like Adam and Eve. Meet me down a caravan of dreams. For Alan Steinfeld's new realities, which she's what? It's new realities. Changing the news, new realities. God's interviews, new realities. Where do I begin? A left mention, new realities. Changing the news, new realities. God's in the reality. Where do I begin? Yeah.